I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed you are, Paul, is... It's in my hand, Paul! Fan Effect. Like everybody, it is Friday. We're all ready for the weekend. And so we have Andy Farnsworth here from KSL Fan Effect Podcast and KSL News Radio with, Radio with what to watch this weekend. Because, Andy, good options. We were going to start off with Michael B. Jordan here, though. I like this. Yeah, I didn't realize that you had such a crush on him. I but, just uh, think he is so handsome. Uh, you know, there's I a do. lot of good stuff. And it starts off with what we're talking about, the appropriately titled Creed Three, the third in the sequel series to the Rocky movie franchise. Uh, since that series dates back to 1976, I won't recap everything, but Michael B. Jordan stars once again as Adonis Creed, the son of boxing legend Apollo Creed, the former rival turned friend of Rocky Balboa. Adonis Creed has forged his own legacy as a champion boxer and now has become a bit of a family man, spending more time with his music producer wife, Bianca, played again by Tessa Thompson, and their daughter. But then his childhood friend, Damien, who was also a former boxing prodigy, shows up after spending 20 years in prison, and he wants Creed to help him get a shot in the ring. Now, Creed has to decide just how much he owes to his old friend, and if he's willing to put his legacy on the line to defend his own honor. In addition to starring in Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan also directed the film, his first time in the chair. He's, very, he's created a very solid, and along with writer Ryan Coogler, who directed the first two Creed movies, they've created a very compelling and personal story. Thompson and Jordan's relationship is again the emotional heart of the movie, and Jonathan Majors, who you just saw playing the bad guy Kang in Ant-Man Quantumania, does another fantastic job here as Dame, not to mention looking like he was cut out of granite. But the big fight at the end of the movie is certainly the most personal fight of all all the movies in the whole Rocky Creed series. And Jordan's directorial choices in how the fight is presented were certainly unique. I liked Creed 3, even though I didn't feel like it quite rose to the emotional highs of the first two movies. But if you love sports movies, and I do, Creed 3 is another great addition. I give it three out of four stars. It's rated PG-13 and is playing only in theaters. The next movie on this week's list is one that really caught me by surprise. It's an action comedy called Operation Fortune, and it was written and directed by Guy Ritchie, who also did the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr., if you remember those. In Operation Fortune, Ritchie's reunited with leading man Jason Statham, who plays super spy Orson Fortune. What a great name for a spy. Fortune works with a secret part of the British intelligence service. Here, Fortune's tasked with stopping the sale of a stolen bit of British technology by a billionaire arms dealer played by Hugh Grant. Now, joining Fortune's team are highly skilled operatives played by Carrie Elways, Aubrey Plaza, and Bugsy Malone. And together, they have to recruit Hollywood's biggest movie star played by Josh Hartnett, if you remember him. Way back to 2001's uh, Pearl Harbor, remember? Anyway, they need Josh Hartnett's character to get, uh, help them get an audience with Hugh Grant's arms dealer. Operation Fortune caught me by surprise because the release date got moved a couple of times. The studio's releasing it up against Creed 3. And it took a lot of effort for me just to be able to screen this movie. Those things usually equal a disaster. But I thought the movie was funny, fast-paced, and a throwback to old-school action movies where you don't need 45 minutes to explain the backstory of every person in the movie, good or bad. Richie just jumps right into the story, brings characters on when he needs them, and lets you just go for the ride. You already know Jason Statham does action well. 
well, but Aubrey Plaza impressed me in the first action movie I've ever seen her in. Operation Fortune is rated R, though it was surprisingly bloodless for an R-rated action movie. If this movie sounds like it's up your alley, you can check it out only in theaters. On to our big streaming items of the week. No question, the biggest title for you to watch at home this week is the season three premiere of The Mandalorian Woo! on Disney+. Plus. Have you already watched it? No. Okay. This you know Dan Spindle's been watching it nonstop yep. since Wednesday. <laughs> Hard to believe that this is the, that the last new episode of this series dropped back in December of 2020. Yeah, we got an appearance from Din Djarin and Grogu in 2021's Book of Boba Fett. But now we get eight straight weeks of what has been some of the most universally loved Star Wars content since Disney bought Lucasfilm. In season three, Mando and Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, they're reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> no longer training with Luke Skywalker, Grogu goes on with Din Djarin, played by Pedro Pascal, off to visit the planet Mandalore, where Din is hoping to get back in the good graces of his fellow Mandalorian warriors after he violated their creed by taking off his helmet. That's pretty much all I can tell you, mostly because Disney has kept the plot of season three locked up very tightly, but writer and showrunner John Favreau and producer Dave Filoni haven't let us down yet, so I'm confident we'll enjoy most everything to come. The first episode of season three was short, but it felt like it got everyone right back into the groove. The Mandalorian's rated TV PG, though just fair warning, some episodes are TV 14. New episodes will debut each Wednesday for the next couple of months on Disney+. Now, the other big streaming series debuting this week is one that people who grew up in the 1970s might enjoy a lot. Daisy Jones and the Six is the story of a fictional 1970s rock and roll band and their subsequent rise and fall. Now, it's based on a New York Times bestselling book, and the story revolves around the two feuding yet charismatic lead singers, Daisy Jones and Billy Dunn, played by Riley Keough and Sam Claflin. Their complicated musical partnership, fueled by their undeniable artistic and personal chemistry, catapults their band from a obscurity to superstardom. Then, after a sold-out show at Chicago Soldier Field, they suddenly call it quits. The story's told over 10 episodes in a sort of behind-the-music style. It's decades later, and the band members have aged, and they've agreed to sit down with a documentary filmmaker and reveal the truth of their story. So, you see the actors looking older at one moment, doing interviews, and then their younger selves playing out the story as it supposedly happened. Again, this is a fictional band created just for this story, kind of like the O'Neaters slash Wonders in that thing you do. For what it's worth, the author of the book says her characters were loosely inspired by the real music group Fleetwood Mac. We don't need to argue. Daisy Jones and the Six is rated TVMA, and obviously this is for the grown-ups, but it's full of beautiful people, an interesting though fictional story, and loads of great music. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good thing Amazon was funding this series because the music rights alone for this show must have cost a fortune, and I have to applaud the efforts made to create an authentic 1970s look in the portions that take place in the past. All ten episodes of Daisy Jones and the Six are available to stream right now. Now. Actually, it turns out they, that's what I thought. There's three episodes now, and then they'll release them weekly. Uh, our honorable mention list this week movies and shows we didn't have time to go into greater detail has just a couple of items. First, a new series on Paramount Plus called True Lies. It's based on the story from the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis movie of the same name back in the mid 1990s, which you may not realize was written and directed by James Cameron. At any rate, this new streaming series, Ginger Gonzaga, plays Helen Tasker, an unfulfilled suburban housewife who's been married for years and has two teenage kids. She's shocked when she discovers that her bland and boring computer-selling husband, Harry, played by Steve Howey, is actually a skilled international spy. Of course, they pair up, and then they'll eventually uh, have action and funny hijinks over the course of the series. New episodes drop each week on Paramount+. And finally, something for the kids. 
This is a hilarious new cartoon series on Netflix called Karate Sheep. The name alone is goofy, and the hilarious, and the name is hilarious, and so is the cartoon. Wanda is a karate master sheep who protects the rest of her flock from the hungry wolf, who will try every scheme imaginable to get them into his belly. Wanda is sometimes helped, sometimes hindered by a fellow sheep, Trico, who has all sorts of gadgets hidden in his wool. Karate Sheep is from a French animation studio, but don't worry, there are no actual words in the show. It's all just grunts and exaggerated facial expressions. Which honestly is more creative and accessible to all ages. You'll get vibes of Looney Tunes, Ren and Stimpy, and even Bluey as you watch this. I highly recommend it for families. I was laughing out loud as I watched it. Karate Sheep has 13 episodes, all of which are available to stream on Netflix. I love that. Bluey really got big. People are really yeah. into Bluey right now. But it's now. funny. That's why it got yeah. big. It's well-written. It's clever. And you can watch it that. as a family. And adults and kids can laugh. And there's no jokes that are too Who inappropriate. Who doesn't love a sheep, you know? A karate a sheep. Karate a karate sheep. sheep. Andy Burns has so many good options. options. Thank you for, for bringing those to us. We You're appreciate welcome. it. So there you go. You have something to watch. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful. And I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.